That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Like for five bucks, you could do a shower and another buck, you'd get a towel. Something, <laughs> so something like that. Air yeah. drying is free. Air drying's free. A towel's going to cost you. Hey, Cecil. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Good. Hey, it's good to be back here with the TDSR family. And uh, I understand you've got a new phone in which we're recording this episode on. I tried to hang on to my iPhone 7 for as long as possible, but it started dropping calls. And as you mentioned, the new operating system. iOS 16 is not supported by the iPhone 7 and earlier. So I now have an iPhone 11. Whoa, well. Not all the way up to the 13. I'd be curious to see if there's a sound quality improvement yeah. over so, over the 7, because it should be four times better. TDSR uh, community, you need to let us know if it, all of a sudden we have sounded better over the last two episodes. Or sound, tell us if we sounded worse. <laughs> or if we sound the same. <laughs> The, uh, so I got something for you this week. This is a controversy that I have run into. You know, we've talked a lot about backpacking yes. over um, episodes. Oh, is this part of the uh, the backpacking the, yes, series? Yes. Okay, all right. So as you know, when you do a backpacking trip, yeah. uh, you come off the trail pretty ripe. Yep. So you haven't showered or shaved okay. and uh, had access to much hygiene over the days that you're on the trail. Right. And so normally you're several hours from home, mm-hmm. typically, mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got to ride back with yourself and your friends um, in this state of funk. With the windows cracked. <laughs> with the windows cracked. So I got in the habit of, if we came out near a hostel or a town or an outfitter, okay, um, if they had a shower available, I would shower. All right. All right. Before I got in the car. Like, what kind of places would have a shower available? So, I know what a hostel is. Like, we came out in Damascus one time, and the outfitter there, for like two, two, five bucks, you could get a shower. Okay. And they had a shower in a, they had a little hostel area where you, backpackers right. could sleep, and they had a, where you could, like, for five bucks, you could do a shower, and another buck, you'd get a towel. <laughs> something, something like that. Air yeah. drying is free. Air drying's free. A towel's going to cost you. So this is where the controversy <laughs> starts. Yeah. So Towels? Uh, not the towel, but um, so I get in one of these showers one time, and there's a bar of soap in the shower. Oh. So it's not wrapped. It's just a bar of soap that's obviously been used because it's about a third smaller than it would be. Okay. The writing is you've been used enough that the writing is no longer on it. All right. So it's a full size bar of soap that's right. been used. Mm-hmm. So I just shower using that bar of soap. Okay. But I've mentioned this to people and have had various reactions of uh, horror and disgust. Yeah. That I would pick up a a bar of soap, but to me, soap is always clean. You can't get a bar of soap dirty. Tell me why. why. Why do you think that? Have you never seen a bar of soap with grunge on it? I have seen grungy bars of soap, but right. if you roll it over your hands two or three times, then it's clean. All right. It's self-cleaning. It's self okay. I mean, once you've once you've taken that edge, I mean, once you've lathered it, it's 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 always in a perpetual state of cleanliness. So basically, someone has told you, Cecil, that don't sound. Someone, right. many people have told you me, used, yeah, used bar of soap. Yes. So I guess I would have to do some follow-up questions to this used bar of soap. 
What's your, what are your follow-up? So the first question is, uh, was the soap wet? Was it slimy? It was dry. Okay, all right. It had not been used within the last few hours. All right, so let me ask you a question then. Then it had been used, or let's say it had been sitting in a small puddle of water. <laughs> <laughs> and it was slimy because right. it, you know how soap gets, right? Yeah. It wasn't dried out. Right. Would you have used it? I think I would have. <laughs> because again, once I pick it up and lather it, it's, it's good. It's self-cleaning. That's all right. Well, <laughs> this brings me, this reminds me of a Friends episode uh, where this came up. About the soap. Oh, uh, I think of uh, the washcloth. I think, I thought it was the soap. I thought right. it was soap. Was the washcloth? It was between I, Joey and Chandler. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, thought, yeah. I thought it was soap, but maybe yeah. it was the washcloth. Yeah. I remember how this ends. And it ends with him saying, just think of what I washed last right. and what you wash first. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, so you have to, I mean. So you got you to gotta apply that to the soap. Right. I think the soap thing is, I mean, I think there's three things going on. I think there is a psychological element to it. Used. For a lot of people, yes. It's a psychological. And you know, the psychological element is why bars of soap are wrapped in hotels. Like, because nobody's going to use a bar of soap. Yeah, but like, unwrapped. Right, right, right. Which, you know, hotels are going to more and more um, liquid dispensers, yeah. which I think is a much better idea. Because really? think about how many bars of soap get thrown out every day oh, in right. hotels. And think yeah. about it. I mean, just think going, about the, just going to the landfill. The the but the liquid soap, they would probably never clean those things out. But do you need to? According to what you according said. to what I just said, but unless you get but liquid soap though gets like it's not like a bar soap. Like a bar soap, you could find one. You could find a bar soap from ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd be saying, man, that that's really you still to go. use it, still use it. But if you if I found a bottle of liquid soap from ancient Egypt, I'd be like, eh, I don't think. Is that right? Yeah, because the liquid soap I feel like can like mildew. Ah, well, so that brings up to the um, the chemistry question of soap. Right. So soap is generally alkaline, right? Yes. Right. So. Right. Whereas it's so when you when you put something it's a out, base. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's a basic. So mm. so so something acidic, you put it in your mouth, makes your mm. your mouth kind of pucker together. Right. Yep. But you put soap in your mouth, your tongue just wants to go flat. Yeah. yeah. It's just, but it's alkaline, and so the chemistry question is, can bacteria or mold grow in something that that's that alkaline, or does the change in pH, going from whatever pH it's sitting at, which is usually neutral, to something alkaline, does that inhibit the growth of the bacteria or mold? I, I would think, say I, yes. I think that's what's going on there. Right. And that's why whether it's a bar of soap mm. or a liquid soap, it don't matter. Right. Because it can't grow in that, in that, in that high of a pH. I'm no, like I say, I'm no chemist. <laughs> and our <laughs> listeners are... We have Not in agreement that right. I am no chemist, but yeah. it seems like you have a psychological issue. Right. You've got a chemical issue, but then I think there's a physical issue. What's the with the bar or the liquid? With soap in general. All right, what's that? So the physical issue is funny. I learned this. Uh, I wonder if any of my high school classmates are listening because they would all remember our eighth grade science teacher, mm-hmm. Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. who taught us. And I only remember two things. And the first thing was she tried to convince us Mm. that salt at McDonald's was round. 
in the in shape of spheres. So it would stick to the French fries better. <laughs> really? But we, you know, I, you can't yeah. change the molecular structure no. of NACL to make it round. It's going to be cute. And even yeah. if it was round, why would that make it stick any better to no, a French fry? So anyway, we have to throw that out. But right. she also talked, for some reason, we talked about soap. And that soap is something that's called, it's, it's a surfactant. Yes. And it, it prevents things from sticking to it. Yes. And that's why when you wash your hands, the action of the soap is really lifting things off your skin. Things can't stick to your skin because it's actually being mixed in with the soap. Right. And then you're just rinsing it out. Right. So the physical thing of the soap is that, like you said, nothing can stick to it. Right. Now, maybe temporarily because if it's you know, kind of lingering there. But like you said, once you get it wet, you get that soap going. Yeah. Nothing's sticking to it. It's going down the drain. Right. So if you can get over, so to me, if you can get over the psychological issue, yes. the Friends episode part right. of the soap dilemma, right? The chemical and the physical got you covered, right? Because got you covered. as long I as think you you're fine, as long as you don't see the person who used the soap before you. Uh, well, there again, that's psychological, but it still, it still doesn't. You don't have to overcome that psychological that's thing. That's right. There's a lot of psychological things going on with yeah. with you soap. I don't think. I, well, I, I don't think you're. I think you're all right. It's been very reactive um, when this this comes up because some people are just like, I could never in a million years do that. There are people that really? are listening. That yeah, I was like, I I really didn't. I may have hesitated for a moment. But like you said, once I got past the psychological and got into the go. surfacent part, I was like, it's clean. That's right. Smell yourself. You're going to yeah, use it. Right, right. After you've been on the trail oh, for a while, absolutely. you smell it. You're like, I'm going to use the soap. Yeah. That's, um, now, yeah. And I was, I was trying to think back to like, I don't think there was like communal bars of soap in our dorm. I think everybody had their own bar of soap like when I was in the dorm. Okay. But we had communal showers. Yeah, we did too. I'm trying to remember. But like nobody left their bar of soap in the yeah, shower, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But like the is the, there a, is there a words of wisdom coming the, like, for with this? The uh, yes, there is a words of wisdom, coming. but it doesn't have to do with the shower and the soap. Not specifically. I got you. Uh, we derived it from as we were talking about what the words of wisdom would be. But you know, women listeners, they probably don't realize they don't have the communal shower in college experience. That was a god dorm thing. Are you sure? Yeah, because like, well, let me tell you what mine was like when I was in. When I was at Chowan, we just had a big room that had six shower heads and yeah. no dividers. Right. I don't think that's how it is in girls' dorms. Huh. Like, and the, it was at when that I went to when right. I went to Campbell, we had a shower in the suite that was had two shower heads in a room just a little bigger than a closet. Yeah. So. Technically, two people could get in the shower at the same like, time. Like, who's going to do that? Well, nobody did, okay. but you could. You could. If you, but I was like, but I think girl showers, they just had single single showers. We're really going to have to get some feedback on that one. Right. I think guys' dorms, they set the bar much, much lower. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because it was, I, I was never big on the big yes. communal, communal shower the rooms. shower trough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The uh, words of wisdom, though, for this, we actually came up with it because we didn't like the original words of wisdom. But it's uh, it's uh, everything in its place, or a place for everything and everything in its place. Say it, wait, okay, say it again. A place for everything. A place for everything. And everything in its place. And everything in its place. Because, like, if you're working on a car, you want to know where things are. Right. Or if I'm about to cook something in the kitchen. Right. I need to know where this is. I need to know where the spices are. 
I think for cooking, it's called mise en, mise en place, mise en place. There's a, I don't know what language that is. That means everything in its place. Oh, is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I got that, that from the Food Network. You want to know where your socks are when you get up in the morning. Right. Yeah. In fact, you want to know where everything is in your house. So when you're walking around in the dark, you this, can get to it. This is actually mise en place, is, or mise en place, however you say it, is very important in backpacking, too. And my daughter Ella was excellent at this. Okay. It's like if she needed something in her backpack, she knew exactly where it was. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, one of the things one of the things I've I taught uh, my kids when we're whenever we're camping mm-hmm. or in a strange place is before you go to bed, know where your flashlight is. Yes. So when you when you wake up in the middle of the night and you need to look for something, you know exactly because. You you got to know your flashlight is because there's nothing else going to help you find it. Yeah, there was two things I always knew where before it got dark, I would always make sure I knew where my flashlight was uh-huh. and where my toboggan was. All right, okay, yeah. And so in the dark, I could find those two things instantly. That's perfect. Because you had to because my head would get cold and I would need the flashlight at night. That's perfect. Yeah. So everything in its place. Um, so we want to encourage everybody uh, if you're a listener uh, to. Uh, publish us on your social media. Yeah, just give a just copy the link and stick it in your uh, Instagram, in your feed or Facebook, whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever, Twitter, TikTok. It's a bit of an experiment, um, just just to see how much traffic we extra traffic we get if people do that more often. Right. Yeah, we'd love if you did that because I know I, I, it seems that if just the simple act of me putting it on LinkedIn. Seems to generate. Yeah. Oh, it does. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime In fact, I've got most of my emails from mm-hmm. people who have seen us on LinkedIn. We right. just got a nice email from Brad. Right. Yeah. Listener number three. <laughs> we'll call him listener number three. Yes. Something he loves to do is to get up Sunday morning before the chaos of the family. He finds this quiet space Sunday morning and he listens to the podcast. So that don't so we, right. We thank you. We thank you, Brad. Yeah. And we'll mention uh, when we do the mailbag, we'll talk about the the topic you uh, brought, you resurrected about worn out tires. I've noticed a trend among people that listen to us. If, yeah. If it's somebody from your past, mm-hmm. they tend to listen to us. Okay. If there's somebody from my past, they tend to <laughs> avoid it like the play. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> People from my past are like, I heard enough of him when I knew him. I do not need to listen to a podcast. Um, yeah, so if you would do that, uh, that'd be great. And also, if you would um, leave a comment, it also helps people to find us or right. leave a review. And I've been noticing in the rankings on uh, one of our podcast platforms, yeah. you know what is a very popular subject? What? Quilting. What? Podcasts about quilting. What do you mean? We've never done one on, on quilting. No, no, no. A whole podcast around quilting. Like How many I, listeners they have? They have more than us. Oh, man. That's interesting. I, in fact, I started following one of them and listening to it just to see what it was All about. Right. And they're talking just about... What do they got that we don't have? Like different like types quilting. of quilting <laughs> and the materials they use and how they did it. And they've actually passed us in the rankings. No kidding. Yeah, quilting. Well, good for them. Yeah, congratulations. It's called a Quilting Life, I think, was the one I was listening to. All right, Quilting Life. What yeah. platform is that on? That was on Podbean, but okay. it was on all of them. All right. Because right. we were kind of like neck and neck, and I would watch their podcast with ours. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Where are they out of, do you know? How fun would that be to do right. a podcast with them? Oh, that would be that would be fun. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would be. So yeah, we've mentioned their podcast. I'll make sure I get their name right next time. Okay. I'll go back and look. But I think it was called a Quilting Life. It's two. I think one of them owns a quilting shop. So, anyways, uh, you have come to the ep- uh, end of another episode. Yeah, it's of hard to believe. That don't sound right. <laughs>
So we encourage you all to keep talking. And stay curious. Mm-hmm.